Media Fushi Media Fushi Media What's up my friends, my family, my mistresses, my lovers, and my consensual lovers? Wow. Ooh, that's a lot. Welcome to Media Zushi, mm-hmm. actual episode five. Actually, yeah. yes. Not like last week where we yeah. said it was episode five, but it wasn't episode five. Chumps. Um, God. I am the uh, one and only Adam Ronan. To my left is the enigmatic Gordy. And then by the power of the interwebs, we have the hairiest, most sasquatchiest person with four letters in their name you've ever met. Jake. <laughs> <laughs> um. How's everyone doing tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. It's, Super uh, good. You know, it's yeah. kind of late on a Sunday night, but mm-hmm. we're squeezing out some stuff. Yeah, squeezing yeah. it out. Squeezing it. Um, I like squeezing it. Anybody seen anything cool this week that we should talk about before we get into our other stuff that we're talking about? Aside from the thing that we all saw. <laughs> well, um, I, uh, I've been watching a whole bunch of Animu. I started oh. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which is the original? buff dudes fighting buff dudes. Yeah. You love mm-hmm. buff dudes. Yeah. I do love buff dudes, and I like buff dudes fighting buff dudes, and it's that's like pretty a, much what that anime is. It's a buff yeah. dude world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah. yeah, that that's... I, I haven't really started watching anything else other than that and, you know, what we're what we're going to talk about today, so... I, uh, I've been trying to get back down on Westworld. Um, I was a huge fan of Westworld season one. Yeah. Like, it fucking was the shit. So stoked yeah. for season two. Then season two just didn't really grab me. So I got all the way to Shogun World. It, it was episode five. When it live, yeah. watching it live every Sunday. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, Shogun World. And then, <laughs> um, and then I just never went back and watched it ever again. So I decided this weekend, I was like, oh, fuck, I need to, uh, I need to get back up get on, back that. on it. I so I started too. watching it this weekend. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. watched an episode, I was like, Dees, fine. Watched another episode. I was like, holy fuck, that was a terrible episode. I'm so fucking confused in this show. I'm like, well, I don't understand why you can't just give me a little bit of fucking Walmart-style exposition. Because you know? <laughs> I'm I'm just dumb as fuck, I guess. Um, and then I was like, that episode, just I did not enjoy that. If the next episode sucks, I'm, just, I'm done watching the show. I was like, I'm not going to finish the season. And fucking they can go fuck themselves with their well, fuck the, Kojima nonsense. <laughs> the fucking first season was literally, what was it? If it was, I think it was 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. But it was like yeah, seven episodes all... of what in the fuck is this? And three episodes of here's everything. Yeah. I just don't. It's, it, and I appreciate what's like the mystery, the intrigue. And everyone's like all about the mystery, the intrigue. Um, I'm, I dig some mystery and some intrigue. And mm-hmm. I, I just want to see less mystery and intrigue. Like, yes. I don't know. But I have one episode left to go. So we'll see how the seri- uh, how it finishes off. And then mm. I'll check back in with you guys and we'll Excellent. talk shit. Did you yeah. watch the whole thing? Jakey, Jakey, Jake. Boop, no, boop. I just watched the first season and then it was mm. enough for me to be like, well, that was neat. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a second season? Look at all this other stuff, though. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. much other shit to watch. That's true. That's but true. I just couldn't. I was not into it until the last three episodes and I'm not down to do that again. Uh, and, I, not, and I think you would find yourself in a similar situation because it's like starts off mega slow yeah. and it's like kind of eh, and then it like picks up in the middle and then it drops back off. So it's like you would lose interest like way quick on account of the yep. DD. Um, it's just a lot of just nothing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Tell me something, Gordy, you fucking lazy piece oh, of shit. Yeah, um, I've been reading. <laughs> Huh? I haven't been watching. I've been reading stuff. I oh, okay. Watch anything. Well, this isn't fucking book. Uh, some comics book and sushi. and freaking <laughs> junk like that. So that's good. That's oh, Springer. Good. It's a audiobook's like sixty hours long. Oh shit! Nice. I thought it was a long audiobook. Yeah, that was forty-seven hours. Yeah. Um, well, we have quite a bit of actual movie news I want to get into before we get into our main topic. Uh, preface this, what I'd like to say, the main thing we're talking about today is Ant-Man and the Wasp. This will be a quote-unquote spoiler cast, so if you haven't seen it yet, you might want to just listen to the news and then peace out before we get into Ant-Man. Uh, but first thing, yeah. uh, Anime Expo was this last weekend. Right now we're on Ooh. Sunday, the Anime Expo is wrapping up. Uh, it was this weekend. Mm-hmm. A lot of film news has come out on this. Um, the 
we'll go in order of things that I think are exciting. There's a couple things on here. Don't look at the notes unless you already have, because I want to see the look on your face when some of this news is announced. I've only read the first word. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> All right. Okay. First, the first piece of news coming out of uh, Anime Expo was the Castlevania's second season was announced for uh, yeah. coming out October 26th with eight episodes. Um, yeah. Jake, did you watch this? Yes. It was so fucking dope, was it not? It's so good. So fucking dope. So good. <laughs> I, I know a lot of people that didn't like it, and I gave them all dirty looks. Who are these people? Who are these communists? I, not, not people that I need in my life. I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. <laughs> no, you don't. No, I was so stoked. But the only thing I didn't like, here. and I understand why, but I was like, four fucking episodes? You're literally giving me... T- two hours of content yeah. for something yep. I've been waiting for. Um, so I consumed that in obviously two hours time. And I was like, well, I'm ready for more. So I'm really excited that we're getting uh, a extra four episodes. Um, it's going to be fucking sick. Oh yeah. yeah. Cause Castle ready for it. Yeah. Um, now it's soon too. It's really soon. Mm, I figured if yeah, they were going true. to do, if they were going to do something, I, I would have assumed 2019 really well, just because it was only four episodes and you know, if some people that that I know didn't like it all that much, then there were probably a fair amount of people that didn't. However, I'm glad enough people liked it that they're, we're getting another eight episodes. Happy birthday to me, October. Oh, yeah. happy birthday to Satan as well. Hail Satan. I don't know. I just attribute to fucking all oh, yeah, to deep demons. Um, yeah. Uh, also, to be fair, you uh, the second season was actually supposed to air this summer, and it got delayed. So, mm. Uh, mm. so yeah, so it's actually coming out a little later than it was supposed to. Oh, yeah. Right. So a little fun fact for you, Jake. Pink. Yeah. Um, next thing, Anime Expo. Oh God, you're fucking boner, Gordy. Like I'm, I need to back away because I'm afraid it's going to poke me in the eye. Assuming that it can reach this far. Okay. Um, also announced the Anime Expo Netflix is coming out with premiering in 2019 an Ultraman anime. Oh, Hell no yeah. shit? Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, my Netflix? God. <laughs> yeah. It, yes. how, wait, Netflix got Ultraman, but it Spielberg couldn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. dude, that's awesome. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, fuck. What the fuck? Fucking little spider you just know. dropped down on yeah. my face. What the fuck? Okay, well, that's bug. exciting. <laughs> that's very exciting. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. And that's something? That's fucking insane. Um... I don't know much about Ultraman. I'm not familiar. The only excitement I have for Ultraman radiates off of Gordy's excitement because he gets real jazzed about it. But I am excited to watch it and dig into it. Yeah, like, you have some fucking homework, man. Yeah. Yeah. Super Sentai in general, like when I was super little, was pretty dope. Like yeah. superheroes mm-hmm. like that, yeah. like Power Rangers yeah, and shit like for that. Sure. But Power not Rangers. Power Rangers they're fine. I, uh, hey. I, I don't. Hey. I see. I know a whole generation of people that grew up and it taught them to love Super Sentai. So I appreciate Power Rangers very much for that. Okay, cool. I I am a. I, I really like Power Rangers. Right, see, there we go. All right, Jake. Well, well, you 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 grew up in that that era. Yeah, I've, so like I've seen every I've seen every episode to date. It's my favorite. You're anime. a bit younger than us. So when Power Rangers came out for us. It was kind of just like we. I was like, "All right, I'll try it out." And then my like prepubescent, like I'm looking to bang some chicks, mind was like, "Eh, like that's yeah, too for kids." And yeah. uh, you the know, Pink Ranger, what? You were looking to bang <laughs> chicks, and you didn't. You weren't like pulled in by the Pink Ranger. Well, Amy Joe Johnson. Here's the thing: is I don't get Come pulled on. in by fake things that I could never <laughs> attain. Get it. like I was well, like in sixth grade, so like I wanted to. Hang out with other sixth graders. As fuck yeah. as that sounds. Hey, I was six. I was. I was young. Okay, moving on. Let's get. Let's talk about some Star Wars stuff. Um, according to a report from Variety, who broke this news first, I believe writer and director of Episode Nine, J.J. Abrams, is looking to and probably already has cast Carrie Russell in the role of a new character for Star Wars Episode Nine. I have to look up that person's face. Okay. Uh, yeah, do that. Felicity. Carrie Russell uh, previously worked with uh, Abrams, most famously on Felicity from that ran from 1998 to 2002. Mm-hmm. And most recently, he, she worked with Abrams on Mission Impossible 3 in 2006. Uh, so mm-hmm. since then, Russell has been in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, she's currently starring in a show, or maybe the show's over with, I don't know, but The Americans. I haven't watched it. Um, so, you know, she's been around. She's, mm-hmm. she's an established actress, and her and yeah. Abrams go a ways back. Some theories. Theories. Obviously, the first thing everyone says, Jake, do you have her pulled up? Can you see her? 
I'm lo- yeah, I've, I, I knew the name, but couldn't put the face to it. Now I'm good. I okay. understand now. So obviously, you, looking at her, you think to yourself, oh, she kind of looks like Ray. So then people would think, oh, that might be Ray's mom. No. Yeah, no, it's not going to be. But that's mm-hmm. that's obviously the rumblings in a lot of uneducated Star Wars viewers' minds. But I'm curious, are there pictures comparing the two? No. Oh, I don't know. I don't None? Know. Probably not yet. I mean, I don't think it's that heavy-handed of a theory. <laughs> Let the Star Wars fandom get all shitty first, and then you'll get those pictures. My theory mm-hmm. is... Please, sure. I think she is perhaps a Knight of Ren. And mm. it would be really cool to see that kind of diversity in Knights of Ren. Because immediately when you think of the Knights of Ren, you think a bunch of dudes that mm-hmm. were... Yeah, buff dudes. Yeah. Jojos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think it would be really cool if maybe she was like one under Kylo Ren who led the other knights. And she was like a badass villain chick. Because I don't think she's really ever played that type of role. I don't know what kind of role she plays on the Americans. But I think that would be really cool to see. Um, she was in a uh, Mission Impossible three, I think. Yeah, I just so said she's that. she's used to. Oh, you didn't. All right, she's she used to playing you know, badasses. Piece. So uh, I got a question. Because, be well, oh, look at that! There's a dead fly right here. Oh no, he's not dead. Okay. <laughs> 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 um, well, it w- it was stated that she uh, the role that she's being cast for yeah. has heavy. Physical hand-to-hand action. So Mara that's Jade, nice. maybe. You think? Well, if they're trying to rebuild Luke Skywalker, as uh, rebuild his character and appeal to core fans, throwing Mara Jade in there and the having age, her go to town. The on age people. difference there is significant, though. Yeah, it is. I'm with not, like I'm one not, third of people on Earth. <laughs> too. Not, well, yeah, but this <laughs> is a good galaxy far, far away. She's like forty. He's like sixty. Okay. I, I mean, sure. I mean, I'm not saying. I mean, Hugh Hefner was banging twelve. Yeah. It's like it's. It, it is what it is. Um, I would. I don't think it is Mara Jade, but if it was, um, it, we need a good guy that can restart the order, fight with Rey yeah. against the Knights of Ren. Because I, if Rey clobbers the entire Knights of Ren, Jedi's trained by Luke Skywalker that are on, you know, we're on the same level as as uh, Ben Solo. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, he probably killed them. But that would upset me because I don't need her to be more absurdly powerful than she already is. Right. Yeah. Um, Let's let that. We'll segue into this next piece of news that I just kind of want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was, and I need to pull this up in front of me here so I have it. I have a little photo here. Uh, There was an Instagram post by that was co-posted by John Boyega and Mark Hamill at the same time. Uh, It was a photo that said 532 days, 11 hours, 56 minutes, and 58 seconds until nine, episode nine. Uh, Mark Hamill posted this, and he said, "Who's counting?" And then his hashtag was nine will be fine, all in good time. I had like a little mini fucking, what does this mean? Because two things. One, why would he be saying that and posting that if Hamill wasn't reprising the role of Luke Skywalker coming back in? He was forefront and center of the criticisms of episode eight uh, of, you know, being like, I don't agree at all with what happened with my character. Um, And of course, Hmm. the good majority of us agree with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that obviously now with all the hoopla that's happening with Disney and Star Wars and all of the mistakes they've made and the backlash that's happened with fans, I think obviously Episode Nine has to be the movie that saves Star Wars. And I think that J.J. Abrams knows that. I think that it, Bob Iger is sending that down a pipeline being like, make this the movie to make yeah. everybody happy. Mm-hmm. So I think obviously Luke Skywalker will be coming back probably as a force ghost. But Nine will be fine all in good time. I think that's... That obviously means if he's in a movie, he's read the script and he's assuring fans it's going to be what you want. Yep. Don't worry about it. Which is good because hmm. he knows Star Wars. He knows the fans. He knows what they yeah. want. And uh, he knew in this last movie, he knew that things would be explosive. The director didn't listen to him. The movie was polarizing. Uh, so if he's saying, yeah, nine will be fine, that's a really good sign. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. A little rhyming there for you. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it a lot. <clears throat> um. I have another note here, but it doesn't look like I wrote the full note, so I honestly forgot what I was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, it was another piece of news from Anime Expo. Legendary Entertainment and Sunrise Incorporated announced at the Anime Expo 2018 that they are developing the first live-action ever feature film 
film version of the hugely popular mecha and anime sci-fi okay. media franchise. Dot, dot, dot. I didn't finish Gang. that. Mobile suit Gundam. Oh, that's right. That's Motherfucker. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so excited. So you have oh, a, my God. You have a bigger boner for that than Ultimate? Uh, probably. But you already saw fucking Gundam on the silver screen. Big, on the fucking uh, feature length. Did I? Yeah. On what? In Rider Player One. He turns into Gundam oh, for God. five minutes. <laughs> it's true. Ready Player One. Uh, <laughs> um... I, I don't know a thing about Gundam, again. The excitement just stems from Gordy's excitement. But it, uh, sure, fuck yeah. Right? I, I put this in there because I knew you guys would have some things to say about it. Yeah, oh, my God. Um, Gundam, Pot Labor, and uh, any, any super robot, even though I don't put Gundam in the same um, category as super robots. Yeah, there's a, there's a difference between utilitarian. mecha and super robot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And usually they also parallel with, like, military themes. So Yep. Uh, and and super robots, of course, are like savior of the world, like the nuclear bomb. Mm. But um, we're being trolled by this fly. This fly <laughs> is on his table, participating in the podcast. He's like, nice. "Well, I have some thoughts on this." <laughs> <laughs> but how excited are you, Jake? Are you? I am ready oh for my it. God, I'm so fucking excited. Oh my god! If there's, it's an anime live action movie, so it could be real. Where are you? What are you? What? He's attacking the fly. Get it. Get it. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I got him. He's, He's going to come back. Away. He's I'll keep right. So there have been live action anime movies and most of them are garbage. Mm-hmm. In fact, all of like, them. Except uh, for, like uh, Dragon Ball. No, Attack dude. on Titan was fucking terrible. A Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball Evolution. Was a f- That's the shit, dude. Oh. Dude. Come on. This, and what about this? That's good stuff. Was oh. Ghost in the Shell bad? I refused I to see, see it. it. I didn't, uh, I didn't see it. I have a very close friend who is a Ghost in the Shell fanatic, and he was like, don't. Just okay. don't. But I love... Kind of like Aeon Flex, just how, like a total misfire. Well, I, no, I think I think probably it's excellent because the perfect casting of a Japanese actress <laughs> as the major was uh, right yeah. on point. <laughs> Basically, what I've been told about that movie is if you have never seen anything from the anime whatsoever... The movie's going to be pretty good. If okay. you know anything about the Ghost in the Shell story, it's fucked. Hmm. Gotcha. Um, I think the only the only live action anime movie that did something fairly correct was the Full Metal Alchemist live action movie that's on Netflix. I thought you said However, it was terrible. Somebody- no, that Death Note is terrible. Yeah, yeah, it is. Death, Death, Death Note's fucking Death, bad. Death Note. The Full Gunna- Metal Alchemist one was pretty decent, but I'm also extremely biased because it's my favorite anime of all time, ever. It's the best. Cool. Um, but this should be pretty good. Legendary's doing it, which I have Pacific nothing Rim. but faith in Legendary. Pacific Rim is... I love that movie. I know a lot of people don't, but... No, I love the first one. I, didn't, so I haven't good. seen the second one yet, though. Cause I, I just, haven't seen it yet, either, because I'm scared. <laughs> well, I need to see it. We should all watch it this weekend. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. I'm the down. sad thing is, is this weekend's almost over. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's it for... Uh, news that I've got. Um, there's obviously tons of news, but I always just kind of cherry pick the shit that we're interested in. Let's yeah. uh, move on to basically we're going to spoiler cast and discuss our thoughts or basically on the fly review of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, mm. A little bit of info for maybe people that are listening that don't know what it is, but <laughs> Ant-Man is <laughs> a sequel to 2015's Ant-Man and the 20th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, a.k.a. Jeez. the MCU. The film is directed by Peyton Reed, who also uh, directed the first Ant-Man. Um, it's written by writing teams of Chris McKenna and Eric Summers and a little bit of Paul Rudd and some others. It nice. is starring Paul Rudd as Scott Lang, Evangeline Lilly as um, Hope. Hope Van Dyne, alongside with uh, um, secondary characters uh, Michael Pena, Michelle Pfeiffer, Lawrence Fishburne, and, uh, Hannah John Kamen, and, of course, Michael Douglas. As mm-hmm. Hank Pym, um, this as of the filming of and recording of this podcast, the movie ended the weekend top of the box office with an estimated one hundred sixty-one million dollars worldwide, on top of a budget of one hundred sixty million. So it's already starting to recoup that money as mm-hmm. we expected. Yep. Uh, I think nice. it's a lower opening than most Marvel movies, but that's to me yep. that's to be expected. It's not a fucking Avengers movie. It's Ant Man. Yeah, for yeah. fuck's sake. Um, so in this movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, the uh, titular pair, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, work with Hank Pym to retrieve Janet Van Dyne, who's been sucked into the quantum realm back in the mm. early 80s, maybe late 70s. Um, and she's been there ever since. 
fucking putting on mascara and somehow surviving. Yep. Yeah. Somehow uh, eating and having water and yeah, exactly. Um, so let's uh, let's uh, break into it. First of all, gut reactions. What did you What did you both think about the film? <laughs> liked it. I liked it too. Yep, that's my gut. I uh, I liked it, but I was a little disappointed. What did you want from it that you didn't get? Uh, well, a lot. Some of my disappointment stems from the first Ant Man. Because I read the Ant Man comics and I want Hank Pym to be fucking Ant Man. Yeah. But that's oh, that's another. We can talk about that another time. And maybe um, it Ultron. Was, what? Mm. Ultron. Ultron's made by Hank Pym. Oh, in I the thought comics you. Too. You yeah. said Ultron. That irritates the crap out of me. You so. said Ultron. Yep. I feel. You. I was thinking of Voltron. And oh. I was like, what does Voltron have to do with me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I interrupted you, Jake. What were you there's, saying? There's there's a lot going on with it, this. Hey, man, this movie was definitely a palate cleanser. Oh, mm-hmm. for and I, sure. And I knew that. For and I knew God. that going into it. But it nothing was, felt permanent. It was very, very funny. Um, yeah, I found myself uh, chortling several times. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. were just a bucket of chortles. A bucket of chortle. I'm a chortle bucket. Um, it was. I thought it was super funny. Uh, one thing I want to take some time to talk about was something that always impresses me, and something that I really get into because I'm passionate about these things was the um, the CG. Mm-hmm. Uh, most, Dude. most notably the de aging techniques Dude. that they have used. Dude. It looked so good. Dude, uh, when at the beginning, when fucking Michelle Pfeiffer comes on and it's like young as fuck, Michelle Pfeiffer, mm-hmm. I look over at Gordy and he looks like uh, when Chris from Family Guy is really surprised, his jaws all hanging open. He's like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking 80s hairdo she's got going on. Yeah, looks man. Real good. But it was like, I couldn't believe it. It blew my mind in uh, one of the Iron Man movies or something with uh, young Robert Downey Jr., can't mm-hmm. remember. Blew mm-hmm. my mind even further with the first Ant-Man with young Hank Pym. Mm-hmm. And so I knew they would do it again for whatever reason. Yeah. And I was expecting excellence. But it's almost indistinguishable now. Yeah. It's, we're very close to in- indistinguishability for the CG of de-aging characters. Yeah. yeah. CG human beings. I don't know. I was just like, are you fucking kidding me right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? It was fucking crazy. <laughs> um, so that blew my mind. And then also, to speak on that for... Captain Marvel that's coming out um, oh. that play, takes place in the 90s through the entire the entirety of the movie the entire runtime of the movie Samuel L. Jackson is de-aged 25 years so I'm very excited to see what, how they Hype. pull that off we're that, talking I didn't know double-eyed that. Nick Fury that's a young Sam Jackson yeah I just read about it last night that's why I know about do you it. think we uh, you think we get the origin of the missing eyeball in oh for sure in Captain Marvel oh yeah Ooh. she's like yeah, gonna like call. squeeze it out with her butt cheeks I hope so. <laughs> I oh man, say Marvel again, Marvel <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of these motherfucking gems in this motherfucking gauntlet. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> That's funny. And I mean, not quite as funny as some things you've ever said, but it's funny. It was good. No. Yeah. I liked it. Um, I was reaching a little bit. Let's talk about Ghost for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. The main villain. So, can you tell me anything about comic Ghost compared to film Ghost? Because I know there's some notably differences. I'm asking you. You're the comic guy. Oh, me? Yeah. Uh, not a whole lot. I can tell you that they they didn't do her dirty. That's for damn sure. Now, <laughs> so, so that's the thing. Because we all know that Marvel has a little bit of a problem with their villains in a lot of the previous movies that I think they're starting to rectify. Uh, obviously, Thanos was a flawless villain. And now we've got Ghost, who obviously was not on the quite the same level as Thanos. But... I quite enjoyed her motivations, her mm-hmm. yep. character as she was. I thought she was acted very well, performed very well by um, Hannah. And not to mention just mm, scrumptious, if you know what I'm saying. Um, uh, I can um, I can tell you that in the comics you wouldn't get that because Ghost is a dude. Yeah, yeah. I, knew, I knew that much. Ghost is a dude. Uh, so I don't mind the character change in this. Uh, it's acceptable to me. Um but I don't know much more about it. Uh, I do like how they didn't just fucking kill off the villain of the week and yeah. her yeah. problem gets resolved. And I suspect we'll see her teaming up with Ant-Man or maybe maybe even part of why Ant-Man comes back from the quantum realm that he's stuck in at the end of yeah. the movie. So uh, it's cool to, to see her arc that played out as a villain with personal motivations rising, blah, 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 it, getting fixed. And now she's 
yeah. switch sides, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they. I took a lot of writing classes growing up, and the one thing they tell you to do is write a villain that thinks they are doing the right thing. Uh-huh. And I think mm-hmm. that's what they did. She, she, as far as she understood, she was doing the right thing. She was making sure that she would not die and that, you know, Lawrence Fishburne's character could maybe get a chubby when it happened. So, oh, yeah. 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 Um, young yeah. Fishburne, too. We had some young Fishburne. Thunderbolts. Oh, yeah. uh, so she's from the Thunderbolts you mean sector yeah. of Marvel. He, he yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Ghost. Because I was trying ghost to think about any comics that has ghosts that I've read. Ghost is not general gender identified. It's gender neutral. <laughs> it's general gender gender neutral. Yep. Uh interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was it was a good portrayal of of Ghost. Mm-hmm. Was it what you get in the comics? No, but in Marvel not a whole lot is as far as the MCU goes. Yeah. So, you know, I'll take it. Yeah. Um yeah, I I'll also take it and I will enjoy it while I'm taking it. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, mean it was yeah. Okay. Um now, I want to get in and talk about the quantum realm. Um, this I found to be, this is, wor- this is very not easy to understand stuff coming from the Marvel Universe. Quantum realm, I do believe, came about in uh, Doctor Strange, was when it, the first appearance of it in, am I mm, mistaken? I'm pretty sure it was the first Ant-Man. The first Ant-Man, I'm sorry. Um, so... I don't quite understand what's happening with the quantum realm, where it came from, what it does. Um, a lot of the exposition was lost on me, or I just don't remember it from its first introduction. All right. But mm-hmm. I, you ready? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I am ready. I'll give, you the, I'll give you the fucking TLDR. So you are a person, you are matter, you are made up of atoms and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That atoms and stuff is, as far as comic books are concerned, quantum matter. The quantum realm is where those things exist, which is why in fucking Ant-Man, when he, when fucking Hank goes into the quantum realm, he sees those little fucking creatures. Those are water bears. Those exist in reality. You can go look up what they look like. They look like what they look like in the fucking movie, and they're fucking weird. But basically what he's doing, he's diving in between the atoms of matter. That's the quantum realm. Fun fact. Yeah. In the art book for uh, The Force Awakens, they used actual images of tardigrades of water bears. Uh, yeah. specifically and like painted, like made some of the creatures for the movie based on it, but then they yeah. scrapped it. Oh, interesting. That's really weird. So then while Janet Van Dyne is in the quantum realm for mm. 30 years, how does it work yep. that she's able to just function? <clears throat> she's able to eat and sleep and take shits. Where does she the eat? Does she need to eat when she's that small? The only <laughs> thing I can think is that she is so small and because she's stuck in between matter the time has slowed down to an absolute crawl but that also would not explain her aging yeah yeah or here's what bothered me like when she takes off her mask in the movie and you see her for the first time and i'm like how does she have lipstick and mascara and eyeliner on right now i was like where did (laughs) where did all this come from and I'm, yeah. it's, I, I don't understand it. I, so I was like, what? I get that it's a movie thing. It's like, whatever. But yeah. they really should have thought about that. And I was like, let's dumb her down a little bit so she doesn't look like she just came off of the fucking fashion stage. Also, yeah. I want like a side story of what the fuck she was doing down there because she was all like yeah. clothed up. Clothed she up. turned her wings yeah. into a fucking weapon. Yeah, what she, the fuck? She looked like she was a Destiny fighter. She looks like one of the characters from Destiny. Yeah, yeah. Um, like a guardian. Yeah, yeah, guardian. Looks like a guardian. I, so one of my first questions when we walked out of the theater to Adam was, um, "Who is she gonna be in the future of the MCU?" Because I feel like she's got a special power. They pointed that out. What's she gonna? Oh do? yeah, where because she's able to like touch people and cure cancer then, or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Oh, um, dude, I didn't even think about that. If she touches Thanos's head and that's how Infinity War two ends, I. I'll never watch another Marvel movie ever again. Although, She's what would like, you rather her do it, it or Squirrel on. Girl do I'm it? I'm in the mainframe. <laughs> I think that the way Thanos will be defeated will be because of Captain Marvel. I don't think it'll be yeah. because of you don't, you don't think it'll be Squirrel no. Girl? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Um, <clears throat> so there's a lot of interesting stuff there. So then, obviously, now we get into some super spoiler stuff. Uh, post credit sequence... Um, the first post credit sequence, they're sending uh, Scott into the quantum realm for just like a routine job, you know, and he's like, be careful, watch out for fucking time yeah, traps or whatever. Collecting healing matter or some yeah. shit like that. For for the ghosts, you know, mm-hmm. so it yeah. must like she's not like completely healed. It's like she's got 
to take mm-hmm. medication, quantum medication or whatever. Yeah. Um, and while he's in there, uh, uh-oh, they turn into dust, all on account of the snap. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite part of the whole fucking movie. It was good. Um, uh, it leads to some plot holes that I was reading about and I was thinking. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. So the plot hole is in Infinity War. The reason why he's not in Infinity War is because they say he's on house arrest. Well, obviously, the house arrest takes place way before Infinity War. And now some there's a time jump. And while the snap happens, he's clearly not on probation and on house arrest anymore. So that's a little bit of inco- uh, continuity error. Yeah. Um, mm. I think that could be explained by just saying... He's on house arrest. They don't just don't know how long. Yeah, it's, I mean, sure, sure. I mean, it's it, we're it's semantics. We're picking at straws yeah. at this point. Um, but yeah, they're gone. Obviously, we know that the, the problem with the Infinity War and all of this is there's no there's not a single ounce of finality to it. They will come back. There will be a way. Obviously, because Spider-Man: Far From Home comes out uh, two months after the next Infinity War. So yep, you know and homeboys in it so it's yep. like we all the it, it, it's already there the, there's going to be a solution to it nobody's dead which yeah. kind of bums me out um, yeah i'm not quite sure i would have maybe held off on announcing all these movies before yeah the, but you it's hard to you keep them secret what the fuck is that scared the shit out of me did you hear that yeah Do you have problems loud. today <laughs> it was loud there Jeez. Was the fucking computer made a notification God. sound on my my headphones real loud <laughs> Bing! Okay. Ah! <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So obviously they're going to come back, but how will Scott Lang get out of the quantum realm? Did uh, oh god? Have you seen set photos? I I don't know if that's something you're paying attention to. No. There's a lot of set photos from the next Infinity War. Oh. With Hank. I count those as spoilers. Yeah. Should I not talk about them? Is it? Yeah, I mean, you'll have to put a disclaimer. Hey, well, yeah, everybody I listening mean, to this, you, if your... you don't want to know about Infinity War, we're going to talk about set photos right now. Well, I'm more for your sake. I'll survive. So the set photos are of uh, Scott Lang standing next to a older looking uh, Iron Man. Pink Pim? No, oh, uh, Iron what's his name? Uh, Scott Lang. Tony Stark. Oh. Tony Stark. He's t- standing to a grade out super grade iron man but they hmm. are next to avengers part one captain america in the middle of destroyed new york so it sounds like there's going to be some time travel happening well yeah that, uh, that was the hint because yeah they said don't get sucked into a time well exactly i think that's how he's going to escape but it sounds like uh, my theory is uh, also the theory of other people's he gets out of by getting sucked into a time trap or whatever finds Tony Stark that's in way in the future and then they go back to try to somehow go back to the first uh, invasion from first that, Avengers uh, which I yeah. mean it's, so it's like we're going to get some crazy either, back either, to the future shit. Either that or maybe he'll end up in the is he, does anybody know if he appears in um, the Marvel Miss Marvel movie? Who? Hank Pym or Scott Lang? Uh, Hank Scott Pym Lang. is a piece of dust. No, in oh, Miss Marvel, the actual, be. the actual or Captain Hank Marvel. Pym. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's okay. a good because time travel a look forward, backward. You know, you That's never know true. where he's going to end up. Yeah, we have to see and see that also brings about a little bit more of the confusion of quantum realm forming because you guys are saying it's really small into atoms and matter. What does that have to do with time travel? And mm. where did the so this can? I think this all but confirms my theory. I don't think he's going to get out of the quantum realm on his own. I think somehow they're going to get a hold of at least the time stone. And it's going to be like way in the future. Mm -hmm. Fucking they're going to rip him out of his own time, pull them into his, and then they'll go, all right, now we need to go back to the time before Thanos was a giant bitch. And then they'll use the time stone to go there. And that's where you get Captain America and old Tony Stark. I think that's how they're going to do it. And I like, I hope not. Because there's got to be a better way. Like, the reality stone's a better way. Combine the two realities and make some kind of weird mumbo-jumbo there. Fucking Yeah, because then you would, have, you would have finality. Fucked. Those characters yeah. would literally still be dead, but you just can, you combine with a different uh, version of that yeah. where they're still alive, and it's the other half of the people that are dead. Mm-hmm. would yep. be so cool because then each group of people... Has lost because in one universe Spider-Man died, but then in the other universe it's Iron Man that died, and then they bridge together, so they're both still very mm-hmm. 
they, that yeah. would create some real cool uh, emotional uh, arcs. Yeah. But they won't do yeah. that. That would be because, no, it's because, gonna be some dumb time traveling thing. So, oh yeah, for sure, for oh, hundred percent. Hmm. Yeah. Sad. It upsets me a lot, but you know, I'm, I get upset easily. So, one thing I really enjoyed about this film was it was like fucking honey. I shrunk the kids. Yeah. Twenty eighteen, with a lot of the parts. Like, I love that type of shit from back in the honey. I shrunk the kids when. They're walking around and they they take nap in the giant Lego in the backyard and it's just like seeing cool oversized shit. And yeah. it's the same in this movie, like with the giant Pez dispenser and all mm-hmm. the you know going all small and shit in the cars. It gave me that same feeling of oh, this is the size is really impressive. Of yeah, things. yeah, yeah. Um, scale. If they only had I think, a banana for scale. I think my favorite use of that was actually when they're small when she's driving underneath that car. She's just like, watch this, and then yeah. fucking launches that goddamn Escalade into space. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. It was cool. Um, the comedic like effect of some of the size stuff, uh, it, like juxtaposed with the action, was done really well in this. Marvel isn't always super good at that. A lot of times we lose like mm. that like intensity of a like a powerful moment. Yeah, here that might be related to Paul Rudd having something to do with the script. Yeah, I think I, it just it just was went down buttery smooth. Um, the, the villain all, or the film also kind of suffered a bit from far too many side villains. So mm. we had the main pr- antagonist of Ghost, mm-hmm. yep. uh, teaming up with Lawrence Fishburne. Then we had Two. the weird toothy guy from fucking, he was like the gangster with his cronies with oh, the yeah. truth serum. Uh-huh. He's really good at playing that kind of yeah, shitty he's fucking a really character. Yeah, but he's, he's, like, really he's, like, good. he's like fucking discount Cinemax villain. He's yeah. never like. It's true. Um, that's why when he was the main villain in Tomb Raider, I, I immediately couldn't take the movie seriously. I was like, <laughs> so there's no, I was like, there's no real threat here. Um, so he was a villain. And then. Um, FBI. And then the FBI yep. was an uh, antagonist. So we had a total of like four. I'm going to say five because Lawrence Fishburne was. I included him with, with Ghost. With Ghost? Okay. Yeah. So four groups of antagonists. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Or five? No, or four. Three. You four. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Four. Um, so it was just like while they all landed, they landed themselves to comedy. <laughs> but they, it was like I could, I could have done without the truth serum villains. Mm-hmm. Like that was, they could have not been in the movie at all, and it would have not changed the story one, one bit. Yeah, agreed. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the FBI bites were f- funny; they were really on the nose. It's like, why didn't you just, I don't know, fucking like have a dude stationed outside the house the whole time? You know, you could have solved your problems easily. <laughs> yeah, that's I what mean, the anklets for. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, in terms of, uh, let's go over just some basic components of the movie. Did you like the story? Uh, it was fine. Story um, was fine. Jake? Yeah, it was okay. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it was, it didn't like do, it didn't like take me into the back parlor and give me like the best hand job I've ever had. Okay. But it definitely <laughs> took me to the back parlor and gave me like a decent back rub. Okay. Back, yeah. back rubs are better. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, a, it was, In I think parlors? OK is the best. Mm. OJ. I think o- OJ. What are you saying? I said, I think the story is okay. Uh, I think that's the best way to explain it. <laughs> he was talking about O.J. Simpson. <laughs> yeah, dude. The juice. <laughs> I don't know why I can't understand anybody lately. Um, you have problems. Mm. Okay, so we, that's how we feel about the story. What about um, the implementation of the story in the graphics? Like, I mean, how did you feel about the shrinking and what oh, was the, there any time where it looked unreal to you or were you just like yeah so you didn't even think about the it? one time that it there was some compositing issues for mm-hmm. me where i was like eh, you could have done better uh was when he was i think it was when he was <laughs> got all big in the school closet mm-hmm. and she comes in there oh face to face face to face and yeah. they were like and i was like okay, that was one of the moments i noticed i was like that's bad compositing um but I thought the effects of like her, them fighting and then going small and then getting like big across the knife and, and shit. Yeah, it was all very impressive. Um, yeah. What another thing that really impressed me was the ghosts ghosting effects in every scene where like she would 
It, it was. Yeah. I was starting to think in my mind's eye when I was watching. I was like, I wonder how they would have done that effectively without her having to film the same thing like six different ways, which is maybe how they did it. Probably how they did it. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, um, visually, I found it very appe- appeasing to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that effect was amazing. I liked all of the effects, dude. It looks so good. Mm-hmm. There were a few parts. Uh, what did What did you think of the effects, Jake? I I I thought they were great. I'm apparently don't have the eye that Adam had because I didn't have a problem with anything. Well, yeah, I think it looked I'm great. surprised how you're, much shit he notices. You're actually. not quite as astutely anal film <laughs> geniuses. No, I'm just kidding. No, I just I'm uh, not. I'm not studied. No, it's just it's always just a here and there. Nobody, there's no bigger offense in Marvel cinematic history for bad compositing than stupid f- fucking. Poking out of the Hulkbuster in Infinity. Oh, yeah. oh God! Yeah, that, that was that, that was, was so terrible. Bad. So bad. Um, but, and but then fi- I, I thought it looked great. Mm. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. You're casual. So no, not so- not that, but the Ant Man. Oh yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. God, you're still casual. Sound design. Sound design. Honestly, actually, there were some parts I felt were lacking. Uh-huh. Um, what parts was it? It was a, a lot of the driving and hitting and going small and getting big mm-hmm. in the in the chase sequences I felt lacked a lot of punch but I don't want to judge because I attribute that to the theater that we were in we don't the when we sometimes when you see these movies in that particular theater they don't have the best audio yeah, yeah. But, um, uh, I, I think you could chalk it up to the movie because I saw it in a grand screen and felt the same way Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so, which surprised me, because it was done at uh, Skywalker Ranch uh, Sounds, so usually you don't get much better than that, but, yeah, um, yeah, I've seen um, Quiet Place this year, his hands down the best movie was sound design for me. Yeah, absolutely. Marvel movies are always just kind of there. There, some of them have some good stuff, but none of them, like, really stand out, and there aren't a lot of theme songs that stick in your head. Yeah. Um, and no, themes. The only theme in MCU that's the is Avengers. good is the Avengers theme. Yeah. Every <laughs> other every other movie has a passable soundtrack with no real cues, musical cues that you'll yeah. ever even remember. Yep. See, which n- is disappointing. It's very, like very. We walked into the movie theater and they were playing the Pirates theme, and I heard maybe the first four bars and was like, "Fuck, I want to watch Pirates." And you, fucking Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean. Like, it's those kind of things. Like, for me, anyway, music is something that kind of ties those memories. Oh, yeah. Like, seeing a, seeing a character won't take me back to the movie, but you put a fucking song on and I'll go ape shit. Absolutely. It's like smells. Smells and audio tie to nostalgic feelings, I think, yeah. more yeah. than yeah. visuals. It's really a testament, like a sad, sad, sad thing to me that... Um, Modern Marvel movies, I can't recall a single one except for the Avengers scene. Bah, 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 bah. The, mm. I wasn't doing Back to the Future, by the way. <laughs> but I, um, I can do that movie, and I can't think of any others, but I can remember a B-70s uh, uh, TV show, Wonder Woman's theme song. Their yep. theme song is so much more catchy than these big budget movies here. It's, it's really a lost art in Hollywood right now. If you think about even like films from the 80s, think about uh, Tim Burton's 1989 Batman. Yeah. Fucking Danny oh Elfman's God. theme. Brilliant. You could, you could immediately think of that and you just like, your soul lights got, on fire. Oh, I've yeah. got goosebumps. You said that? <laughs> yeah, and my exactly. Ears stood on end. Yeah, exactly. It's the same. Um, and uh, But then you compare that, you compare John Williams of the 70s and 80s and even 90s compared to John Williams of the 2010s, mm-hmm. nothing. There's no cues that he writes. All of the cues that are in the Star Wars movies that are like give you the fucking boner and are memorable were cues that are just rehashed from older movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. film soundtracks right now are very lacking. Uh, the only person right now that's really impressing me when it comes to uh, scores is Ramwin Jawadi or whatever, uh, the guy that does Game of Thrones and... Um, mm-hmm. and uh, some good shit in Fucking Westworld. We do know a few people out there can do it. They're just not doing it. Like Hans Zimmer is a musical genius, but uh, he did, uh, what's that movie? Ba, ba, you know, all the boss. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio falling deeper into the mind. 
Inception. Uh, Inception. Inception. Uh, he did. He, he's like he's his sound design and his music is excellent, but he's not doing anything right now. Um, you know what's funny about the guy I was just mentioning? Uh, yeah. Raman Jawadi, the German Ramen composer. Noodles, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. He did the first Iron Man. That's funny. He's German. Hmm. Yeah. Like like Hans. Mm. Yeah. He also did the soundtrack to Fright Night. Side note is one of the better Hulk soundtracks of the last ten years. Uh, orchestrated. Yeah. I can recall it. It's so good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck off, Gordon. I think <laughs> I think you can kind of chalk up the bad music and movies recently to all the fucking minor key covers that they keep doing. Yeah, it's yeah. It that's gets, like a real it gets, thing. It gets old. Every trailer has got a pop song that is. It's just the vocals that are overlaid with a song played yeah. in minor to make it more cinematic and, and sad sounding. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. That's a, I think that's we a good can point. we can blame George Lucas for this. Can we? Yeah, uh, gr- uh, graffiti. Um, American American graffiti. He wanted to include popular music in his movie. It had never been done before. You know, pop music. Uh, the studio was totally against it. He he uh, used his influence and energy, had none, and finally, after fighting them, with them, he got it in the movie. Fa- uh, huh. Audiences but loved it, was, it. It was dope, though. It was dope, but like now we have movies that just cut corners and throw pop yeah. music in there. Yeah. yeah. However, I would like to hear a minor key cover of Clint Eastwood by the Gorillas. I think that would be real neat. I would like just the chorus. to hear a minor key cover of you... Screaming as someone skinned the the skin off of your penis. All right, well, I can make that happen. <laughs> um, I don't follow, but okay. so <laughs> um, uh, so we'll kind of so Ant Man. It was good. It didn't blow our minds, but we knew it wasn't going to. It wasn't supposed to. It was a yeah. palate cleanser from Infinity War, yep. and uh, and it was a fine addition to the Marvel Super Cinematic fun. Universe. Great. If you have kids. Why aren't you watching this movie right now? Bring your kids yep. to it. Super Do good not for kids. Bring your fucking piece of shit ADD <laughs> fucking asshole prepubescent kids. Oh, J- Jake, dude. Fuck! Fuck! I was just thinking <laughs> about this pisses me off. Last night we're at Ant-Man and the Wasp. There's yep. this fucking twat who's sitting not directly in front of me, but in the row in front of me, one seat over to the left. And he's just the whole movie he's just like rocking back and forth and squirming and like stretching and leaning forward leaning back and then just like i just was like dude fucking sit still and then my <laughs> i had my legs crossed and my foot was there and he's like rocking back and he like rocks back and hits my foot and i instinctively just fucking shove his chair forward and he like rocks forward and looks back at me with his dumb little fucking 12 year old face he's like <laughs> and then he comes back and i'm just like calm down for the rest of the movie and then like my foot's chilling there again. He's like rocking and just like watching the movie and he stretches and he reaches back to like grab the back of his chair, but he grabs my fucking foot and he's like grabs my foot and then he starts like feeling around like he doesn't recognize someone's oh goddamn toes God. intertwined with his fingers. He's patting around and then he turns around and looks and sees it's my fucking foot. I'm just glaring at him. I'm like, look here, I'm sitting here. And then he stops Fuck. and turns around. And I was Wait, very upset. So, oh, yeah. He was furious even more <laughs> than he is now. Uh, question. Uh, was he the guy to the in front and to the left? He was not a guy. Kid. He was a small With the monster drink? Maybe. I don't know what he was drinking. Well, that's his problem. He's a child <laughs> drinking a monster. The Dude, fuck is wrong with his parents? So mad. Every, every goddamn fucking time, Jake, we go to the movies, there is... Somebody that sits in the vicinity of me that thinks that it's appropriate to fuck with my film experience by See, gyrating or speaking or playing on their phones, picking their burgers and eating it. Freaking. Yep. And you can ask Gordy, as he's sitting right here, I have no tolerance for people in theaters that upset me. Let me tell you another story real quick before we move on. Uh, one time we went to see this movie a few years ago. We were just talking about this yesterday. <laughs> Uh, it, Gordy and I were sitting in the very back row and we're just sitting there and before the movie starts, before the previews even start or anything. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. an empty as fuck theater. We were going to see something stupid probably. Yep. This fucking dude walks up. The whole empty theater is theater. empty. Except for me and Gordy. Directly dr- in front of you. No, he sits right next to me <laughs> in the very back row. Gordy, It's me, Gordy, and this stranger who sits right next to me. And I was not having it. I looked at him... And I was like, you see, the whole theater is empty. And he just looks at me and I was like, no, 
you will not sit next to me. Move somewhere else. And he got up he and moved somewhere <laughs> nice. else. And Good. <laughs> and, uh, it would have been really awkward if you said that, and he was just like, what are you going to do about it? I would have picked him up and th- I would have fucking just drago'd him. Ivan, I'll break you. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, anyway, coming out at the end of this week, July 13th, Friday, we've got a few movies, none of which I want to see. Uh, Skyscraper with The Rock's coming out. Probably going to be Lame. stupid, but probably also going to be awesome because Rock is pretty fucking dope. But he doesn't have both his legs, so I'm not appealed. Okay. Um, Hotel Transylvania 3, I don't give two shits. Uh, I would do anything in all my power to never see any of those movies. (laughs) (laughs) They look so awful. I thought you were about to. You gave me the old fucking switcheroo there. I thought you were going to say, I want to see that. I was like. "Mm." I can tell you with every ounce of certainty (laughs) in my body that there's nothing less entertaining to me than Adam Sandler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another movie called Siberia that's got uh, Keanu Reeves. Excuse oh. me. The only reason I put that on the list is because I have a lot of respect for Keanu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what the movie's about. I haven't seen any trailers. But uh, those are the only three movies that. There's a couple other movies coming out, but they're like fucking art house films and shit. So, yeah. um, uh, so let's wrap this motherfucker up. Let's uh, first of all, I don't know if you guys know, but you can watch this podcast if you're watching it now. You already know. You can watch us on our uh, one of our YouTube channels, the Fourth Wall, that you can find. Uh, it's under our Running Twenty Four YouTube network. Uh, or if you want to listen to the audio version of the podcast, which is a totally acceptable way to consume, mm-hmm. we are on every podcasting service that you can even possibly imagine, including Spotify. Spotify. So you can get this. Nice. Yeah. So. Um, but if you are in a position and you are interested, I strongly encourage you to subscribe to us on YouTube. Or also, if you want to go the extra mile, you can support us on patreon.com slash r24 because we're about yeah. to shout out some uh, important motherfuckers. Special yeah. shout out to uh, Buddy Pecked, Creepy Buddy, mm-hmm. Ego Trip. He's our highest patron. He's been there since day one. He is the bee's knees. Uh, and yeah, then we go down. We got Diabeto 63, Muffled Scream, the one and only Muffled Scream. He kills people. <laughs> uh, Joe Moyer, the wrong channel, Joe. David Lou Horvath, Liv Savage, Jake Norton. Hey, ah, I appreciate your money. He's though. a piece of shit. He that is. Jake yep. Norton guy. I like. He's him. just a douche. Um, the one and only Sama. We are big fans of the Sama. Mm-hmm. He's also mm-hmm. been there since day one. OG patrons, uh, Mike <laughs> Youngplay. Uh, just the best people. Yeah. And you can be yeah. one of those people if you're ever so interested. Um, otherwise. We'll see you next week. Jake? Yeah? Play them out with something special coming from your throat. Something special? Still a better soundtrack than (laughs) Ant-Man. Yeah. Gordy. (laughs) Ow.